Hey, Chosen fam. Welcome to the Chosen Girl Tell Me About a Podcast. I'm Liz. And I'm Sarah. And we are two best friends coming together to learn more about God and how we are chosen in Him. Join us here every Tuesday as we dive into God's Word about topics we all face to ultimately seek truth. We would love if you would subscribe and rate this podcast. And be sure to check out the free resources at thechosengirl.com. Let's get this party started. Okay. It's official. You're being recorded. Okay. <laughs> Usually we start our intros with Liz singing or Liz talking about um, some type of animal. Okay. Yeah. Or or I'll usually just start it while Liz is singing something because she sings all the time. And, um, whoa. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> um, need to do some vocal warm-ups. Um, <laughs> I'll just start. I'll just press record while she's singing. I love it. Yeah. That's really good. Mm-hmm. It's natural. It's a natural. We're authentic. Yeah. Yes. I True. Right. Yeah. Always. There have been no more like wild animals to show up, but I will say I found out where the chicken came from, like from the beginning of the season, my neighbors next door, like I was out there talking to a friend of mine and um, I heard this strange rustling. So immediately I started like looking around like what's going on back there. It was a chicken. And I was like, oh, that's where that chicken came from. Didn't find out till two and a half months later, but it's fine. I'm but glad that's, he's okay. that's an update on the chicken situation. Or she. <laughs> Do what? I said, I'm glad he's okay. Or she. <laughs> yeah. I really don't. I, yeah, it was a she. They're both she's. Yeah. I was like, I don't know what a, a rooster looks like. Yes, I do. Like, I didn't raise chickens my whole life. I don't know. Just a couple of chicks in the city. <laughs> <laughs> yes. New podcasting. New podcasting. <laughs> yeah. Just a couple of chicks in the city. Birds of okay. <laughs> Well, we got uh, four chicks in the city. That's right. On today's episode. <laughs> Y'all, I'm so excited about this episode because these girls right here, we could throw down some conversation. <laughs> it's what we do best. It's what we do oh. best. We get into trouble sometimes throwing down some, <laughs> some conversation. So this is going to be a bridled in conversation. Yes. So you can just imagine what it's like to be in the living rooms oh, yeah. with us. The living room. Um, but we're so happy to have my dear friends, Abigail and Lydia. Thanks for having us. Yes, so happy to be here. Yes, and they're going to talk with us today about being a woman in business, being a boss babe. So Why don't we talk about this more often? Like, I feel like no one talks about it. I know, for real. Or like, it's one of those cliche things, like, I have a coffee mug that says boss babe, and that's that's the extent, (laughs) that's the extent of our conversation. Mm. Mm. Well, today, we're going to change it up. And I'm so excited that we get to chat with you too. Like, well, thanks so much for having us. Oh, you're more than welcome. Like, I'm so excited. I'm excited for me selfishly because I'm I'm personally new to this this boss babe world, and I am just excited to hear that I'm not out here by myself. And I can only imagine that there are other boss babes that'll listen to this, and future boss babes that'll that'll gain wisdom from everything that you guys have to share. So I'm so excited. For sure. Yes. So we're going to start out with intros. So tell us if y'all want to start individually, who you are, what you do, and we're going to make everyone stalk you on Instagram. Okay. <laughs> Your address. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Ages, <laughs> birth date. Yeah. Totally. Continue. No, just okay. <laughs> Guess I'll go first. Yes. Um, so I'm Abigail. I'm 26. 
and I live here in Lebanon outside of Nashville. And I started Ballet Adora, which is a faith-based uh, dance school back in 2013 when I was 18. And Incredible. I, hey, we started, we had humble beginnings. I can relate. <laughs> and uh, this is my sister Lydia and we run it. Yeah, so I'm Lydia. I'm 23. Uh, we're actually roommates as well as co-workers. So we are <laughs> double duty on that. Um, I am the studio administrator and I started working full-time last year. So just joined the journey and it's been a wild ride so far. They're killing it. They are, which they live one street over from me, which is the best thing ever. <laughs> Honestly, it's the best. It's been the best part of 2020. Yeah. It, it has. Like now being neighbors. Little community, yeah. Yes. We have time. an interesting community for sure. <laughs> and then we've just wrangled Liz in. Um, or we just all wrangled each other in. Yeah. I yeah. just love it so much. Um, but yeah, they're killing it. Y'all go follow Ballet Adora on Instagram. They have beautiful content, the cutest little ballerinas you ever did see. Um, and if you're wondering if they're incredibly beautiful ballerina ladies, yes, they are. So gonna be, kind. Gonna be posting pics. <laughs> you're very sweet. To you chosen gods, they're single. They're s- <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's what I'm talking about. Like when we get into trouble. They're going to be like, okay, we're leaving the podcast now. (laughs) I love them because they don't judge me. Oh, (laughs) no. Because we're exactly the same. But we met. Yes. Yes. We met through the Barnsell world. Yeah. Many moons ago. Long time ago. Long time ago. And then I feel like we got to reconnect when their studio was here on the square in Lebanon. Mm -hmm. So we were neighbors in business and in real life. Yeah. And um, now y'all are just off the square in y'all's awesome new studio. So proud of you guys. Thank Aww. you. What a journey. So proud. We need to do some kind of video content there, Liz. Yeah, we do. I want to come. I'm, can I come to your dance? Can I come to a dance Please. class? Oh, absolutely. You are welcome anytime. We are located literally like 30 seconds from the square. Yeah. So you <laughs> literally come in anytime. Girl, I'm going to take you up on that. You know, at a later time, we'll talk about how I accidentally took a jazz dance class my senior year of college. Oh, <laughs> but it's all right. I've never heard this. What? Okay. So, you know, you just had to sign up for an art credit. And um, I was like, yeah, I'm going to take this jazz class. And I was like, I thought I was going to be learning about it because I like dance and the arts and all the things. And then I show up in jeans my first day. And I was like, where Ooh. even is this? It's in the dance studio, like down across the street in a gym somewhere. And I was like... I'm in the wrong place, but I'm a senior and I gotta have this credit and I don't have time to drop this class. So I guess I better go get me some dance clothes. <laughs> Did you enjoy it? I loved it. I made it oh, and the class. Like she was, I was so thankful that I at least have rhythm. Oh yeah. Because she was very impressed. And she was like, when was the last time you danced? And I was like, um, 15 years ago. It's <laughs> <laughs> a small hiatus. <laughs> Right. Matt, I have mad respect for dancers. It was honestly probably one of my harder classes that I have ever taken in school, just because it's like mentally and physically challenging, whereas most classes are just physically challenging. But it was also such a relief. So I love that you're like bringing faith into that environment and also like challenging these girls. So that's so awesome. I love it. It's been fun. Yeah, it's a good time. So tell our listeners real quick how you got started. Like you said, you started when you were 18. Yeah. Girls. Yes. Wow. I was 18. 
<laughs> so we moved to Lebanon the month after I graduated from high school. I had no clue what I was going to do with my life. I had lots of ideas, no clue. And I started, my plan was to just teach classes out of my parents' spare room. And I put a little email blast out to my mom's group that she was a part of. It was just like a, an email group for moms in the local community to get plugged in. And the morning after we sent that email out, I got a call from a lady and she was like, Hey, so like my church has been praying for someone to move to Lebanon to teach classes, to teach ballet. And there hasn't been anybody that has come onto the scene. And my whole church has been praying for a while. And last night we were just like, okay, I think we just like need to intentionally pray for God to bring the right person. And she goes, this morning, my friend Christy called me and was like, Hey, so I just saw this email and you need to reach out and, and contact her. And, um, she did. And then she, she was like, we've already like cleared it with our pastor. You can teach at our <laughs> church for free. Like we just are desperate for someone to come like teach our kids ballet. And I was like, okay, that sounds awesome. And she told me where the church was and it's Crossroads Fellowship Church over by like literally less than a minute from my parents' house. That's crazy. And it's kind of like a rural community. So the fact that it was like located there, it was just like straight up the hand of God. And those people are like still like founding members of Valley Adora. Their daughters are still here. Like they're so some of supportive. my absolute favorite people on the planet. So I love that. And we started with eight kids. That's amazing. So, and now how many do you have? Right well, at 200. Yeah. Dang. Oh my <laughs> gosh. I'm like bursting with joy for you guys. That's so awesome. I'm like, do the thing. Do it. Wow. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. Kudos to you ladies. Well, it's, I mean, it's just been the it's community. Been a slow yeah. growing process. A slow, but. slow growth. So, but isn't it that way though? Like, oh yeah. I always tell girls like you cannot, like if you're wanting to get into business, which this is your podcast to give advice about that, but like, don't compare yourself oh, you can't. <laughs> to another business or even to your future self, like 10 years from now at first, like you've got to start somewhere. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like, sometimes I feel like people are too afraid to start because they'll be yeah. embarrassed of like a humble beginning, mm -hmm. but like, that's how everything started. Yeah. It was yeah. a humble beginning. <laughs> yeah. So just start. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Just do it. For sure. So Lydia, how is it to be full time? Um, it's really wonderful. Like I really had no intention to do this, which is funny, but like it just happened, like slowly started, you know, I would be at the church when she was doing classes and people would just start coming up to me with questions and stuff. And like, you know, I knew kind of what was going on. Yeah. And so I would answer them and I would start to like take payment. Like people would just automatically come to me with their money and like, and you're in high school. Yeah. And I was literally in high school, like not there to be in charge or anything. And I just started kind of, you know, taking on little responsibilities like that. And then, um, I was working part-time at a cafe and just really not really sure what I was going to do with my life. And then, um, it just kind of became a thing and I started part-time and then last year I went full-time. And so now I take all the checks, <laughs> answer all the questions, <laughs> do all the things. So yeah, it just really worked out. And I didn't, it was weird that you know, I had no idea that that's the direction I wanted to go, but like, it's fulfilled me so much and I love it and feel very at home there. And she's the glue. Like if she's not there, everyone's like, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> well, I can't imagine 
like administrating the the 200 kids and their parents and knowing what needs to go on and yeah oh I cannot imagine it's a lot but you know and it's definitely something I've had to grow into and like I was not an extroverted person like I felt very (laughs) overwhelmed I had no literally no idea what I was doing and so but you know you just learn you have to you fake it till you make it oh absolutely (laughs) that was like my motto I was and my thing is if you smile a lot and act like you know what you're talking about you can get anyone thinking that you know what's going on so that's the key that's the key you have to smile and act like you and if you don't know the answer just say you know I'm not sure but let me get back to you on that and they're happy like that's my biggest takeaway in the first year (laughs) yes but yeah I love it I feel very content with where I'm at I love that so yeah that's beautiful. I love that. Just make, you know, confidence and a smile. That's really yes. all you need. <laughs> That's all you need to succeed. <laughs> so like, what are some, what are some of the challenges that you two have faced as being women in leadership? Oh, <laughs> there's definitely challenges just from like a, just from the perspective of, of being someone who's female and young. Oh, true. That's hard. Yeah. Because if I am assertive or I hold the line, people think that I'm being bossy and I'm, my expectations are too high when, you know, if I were older or if I, you know, was maybe a dude that might not be the case. (laughs) And I have definitely had conversations, um, especially having employees that's been a challenge like over, over the years, because a lot of times people are like, oh, so you're like actually going to hold me to my contract. And it's like, yeah, I am. That's hard. <laughs> and it's, yeah. and it's really hard because especially like as a woman from the South too, mm-hmm. you're just trained to not be, not to step on people's toes. And while we always try to like have those conversations with a lot of grace and a lot of compassion, at the end of the day, we still are the ones who have to answer to our clients. So, you know, it's, it's our school's reputation on the line that we've worked really hard to build. And so we have to have those hard combos (laughs) with parents, kids, you know, whoever. Yeah. I'll let you live. Uh, I would, one thing, (laughs) 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 yeah, that's something that I didn't mean to (laughs) Um, one thing that I've had a hard time, I think because I came in a lot later than Abiel did, there was a lot of people not wanting to come to me with the things that I was now in charge of. So it was a lot of them going to Abigail with things that I was very much over at that point. And they had a hard time, like putting that responsibility on me and like expecting me to know, which I mean, at the beginning, it probably was hard to trust me with certain things. I was young and didn't know what I was doing. So I get it. (laughs) But it was definitely a process of like having to, you know, expect that respect from people and make sure that they knew like, yeah, I'm young. I, this is a new thing for me, but like, you should respect me. And like, I've, I've worked and I feel like I've gotten to the point where I can own that responsibility. And like, it's a good feeling to have to know that like, you know, I do know what I'm doing now. And like you, you do get to come to me with things and I have an answer for you. Yes. So it was just like that gaining respect and 
the authority in people's lives that was hard to come by, but it's, it's a good feeling once you get that balance, I feel like. And that's definitely something we have to work together. Like Abigail always says, you know, if I put you in charge of something, if you give somebody an answer and they come to me expecting a different one, I always refer back to you. Like, oh, that's good. Yeah. And we like, there's that mutual respect of like, if you get an answer from Abigail, it's going to be the same thing for me. Like there's, there's no working, like beating the system. And she has a much more assertive personality to where she has a, she's really, really good at being like my backup. Yeah. And, and I hope I'm the same way for oh, her for sure, yeah. because she like, that's just her skill set is to be in the details. Yeah. I'm not going to have the answer and Lydia will. So you're going to want to go to her anyway. But it, it's so. also good like to work through certain things because I am more assertive and probably can come across not aggressive, but just a little more strong willed, I guess. But Abigail leads with a lot more grace than I tend to. And so you have to have both. (laughs) Yes. It's like, it's a good balance. So we definitely need each other. And I think that's why we do work well together. For every graceful answer that she has, I have like the, you know, the backbone for it to be like, that's so good. Yeah. She also softens some of my blows. So I say that with you as friends and roommates as well. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. But like y'all seriously bring out the best in each other. Oh, that's sweet. That's really, that's really sweet. So this was not on the question list. I'm like, second question, already not on the list. (laughs) Such a rebel. Totally fine. So I think that sometimes there's this stereotype that I've heard so many times. And, and, you know, sometimes people that are older than you, um, which I'm all about seeking wisdom from people who are older, but, but when you're in leadership and you are younger, people feel the need to give you unsolicited advice, Mm -hmm. just assuming that you need it. And probably one of the number one things about being a boss slash leader that people have tried to tell me is don't become friends with your coworkers. Don't Mm -hmm. become friends. Don't do business with family. Don't Mm -hmm. do that. And as I have progressed, I've been in business about as long as you guys have. Um, started puppies when I was 19. Yeah. So you go girl. So, you too. <laughs> you too, girl. Right Props. Um, so like seven years, you know, I obviously have not reached the pinnacle by any means, but I've learned a lot. Yeah. A lot through failure. <laughs> Amen. But I tend to disagree that yeah. mm-hmm. you you there's a strict line that you cannot be friends. And mm-hmm. I think there is a line somewhere with that. And I think there's a line somewhere with, with family and business. Yeah. So can y'all speak to how y'all make that work for anybody who's wanting to know? That's Ooh. such a good question. I would say on the family end of it, it's definitely, especially when we became roommates last year, it was something that like we had to have conversations about and just realize that, you know, we are together working all day long and then we're going to come home and we're going to be together all night long. Yeah. <laughs> and so we kind of had like some conversations about just, the fact that when we're at work, we're co-workers and, you know, it's business. And then when we come home, we're sisters and we're roommates and we're friends mm-hmm. and we're not going to bring in like, we're not great, like always perfect at that at no. all. <laughs> yeah. But it's kind of making this conscious effort to, you know, cause sometimes I want to tell her about something, like bring something up, like this issue at home. And I realize, you know what? It's okay if we're not working right now. We don't have to. Yeah. So it's just like, I yeah. would say on the family end, that is it's a balance for sure. But I think it can be reached. You just have mm-hmm. to, you know, put the healthy boundaries in place. Cause also there's no greater joy than like building something you believe in yeah. with the people you love the most. Yeah. Yes. And that's really been so rewarding. Cause like at the end of the day, there's, 
being an entrepreneur, it can be lonely. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a very like, nobody really understands exactly where you're at except for you. Cause a lot of times you're working alone and I had that for several years. And then when she started, it was like, Oh my goodness. Like there's someone that like shares the stress, but there's also somebody that shares the joy. Yeah. Yeah. This is so rewarding. And, and just the humor and everything to be able to trust the person that you're working alongside and building something with and to have fun. And then just to have that level of like, it's so cool to build something with your best friend. Yeah. We have a sign in our house that says, do what you love with the people you love. And I just always go back to them. Like we're doing that. And it's such a good feeling. That's fantastic. And as far as coworkers go, I mean, I think that that can be true. It also depends on like who it is. Yes, for sure. But we've been very blessed this year with some of the best women to oh, work with. I mean, and like we are, our, we're good friends. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if that's the thing to do according to some business people, but yeah, I mean, it's great. And going through like a year, like 2020, mm-hmm. it really bonds you and your fellow coworkers together. And like our um, amazing teacher, Jenna, she is just like, she's the best. Yeah. And she is like one of our closest friends. Like we spend every that. day together yeah. <laughs> all day long. It's impossible not yeah. to yeah. grow a fondness for each other. Exactly. And like you said, I think that there needs to be openness. I think there mm-hmm. needs to be boundaries, but you know, if one of my girls is struggling with something, I want them to be able to say, Hey, I'm sorry if I'm not on my A game today. Yeah. Right. right. I had a really hard day at school yeah. or I mm-hmm. didn't sleep very well last night mm-hmm. or whatever. I'm not feeling too well, Mm -hmm. whatever. I don't want there to be any kind of division because I'm the quote unquote boss. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Walls too high for sure. Yeah. I would agree with that. So I I loved how you mentioned with just a different dynamic that I feel like is not always as common as being um, partners in the workspace and then going home and being together. But how do you like, how do you uh, rest just, you know, away from work without bringing that home. I know for me, I struggle with bringing work home. Uh, just before we got started talking about, I, de- I just built a desk cause, so I can work at home because I'm crazy. <laughs> so like, how do you, how do you take that necessary break? Oh yeah. Well, for instance, when we moved in together, I had previously lived, I had another roommate. And so I obviously didn't, I wasn't used to like going home and living with the person that I worked alongside all day. And so I would, I mean, it was normal for me to like take work home and work on projects at 10 o'clock at night. And I didn't mind it because it, you know, a lot of it's fun. And I would be asking Leah's opinion on something and she'd be like, you know what? It's 10 o'clock at night. I have zero interest in discussing this right now. I love that. That's and I was like, I have an easier time doing it. It's just putting the deadline in. Yeah being like, okay, we're not at work. But I do like, that now. And I've gotten to where, you know, past 7.30, I do not answer the phone. I do not answer emails. And it's created, honestly, my life, my work-life balance is better living with Lydia because she's so like, yeah, this can wait till tomorrow. It's not an emergency. I'm like, if you're not going to put these boundaries in, I am. <laughs> <laughs> but it's helped me. Like, it's been really yeah. good. <laughs> that's not easy. That's not my natural tendency. Yeah, when I first moved in with her, I was like, okay, this is not going to work. <laughs> like, you might not have a problem working on something at 10, but I do. And if you're going to drag me in with you, 
no. And now when I have to do that, it feels like, man, I can't believe I used to do this. <laughs> I've spoiled her. Well, and you know, here's the thing from my experience. And y'all, this is so hilarious because Abigail and I are the same Enneagram type. Yes. And Lydia and my husband are the same Enneagram <laughs> type. So I feel like we're all a match made in heaven. Because I'm like... Lydia, it's it's just like talking to Hunter, like the female version of my husband. I love that. Because when I get home, you know, when you've created something that you love or when you're leading over something that you're passionate about, yeah. whether it was a business that you created or whether you've been um, granted that position at your workplace or whatever, you get excited and you want to work on it and you want to get stuff done and you want to feel accomplished. And we'll talk about the guilt that comes along with not being productive. Yeah. That's another story for another time but Hunter was always the one that would be like you know what we're in our home yeah <laughs> and this is home time yeah and we need to like do home stuff yeah like even just watch tv or make yes. sure we have clean socks and underwear or, or whatever <laughs> yeah. that we need to do because I and and I fought that for so long with Hunter I'd be like no I'm fine I'm having a good time you just continue to watch tv I'm gonna have my laptop out I'm still watching the tv quote unquote I'm still Me. watching the TV, relaxing with you. No, I am working on the computer vigorously after I've just came home from working eight plus hours. And then like days or weeks later or whatever, I would snap and I'd be like, I need a two week vacation. I'm good. I hate my job. I'm going crazy. And he'd be like, maybe if you didn't like work 13 hour days and I'll be like I'm not yeah. and he said no you are yeah. mm -hmm. you're working on the couch at home honey yeah and so it's so nice to have the accountability yeah, yeah. you're welcome fine Lydia <laughs> yeah. but we always say that we need to marry people oh, that so are sorry, like each everyone. other <laughs> yes yeah. because we balance each other out yeah. yes so I think that like in life but also in business like you need someone to mm -hmm. keep you grounded oh yeah you yeah, for that. sure. I would agree. Don't know how I got off on that. No, it's a good note. That is. That's really important. So do y'all feel guilty when you're not working? Absolutely. What about you, Lydia? It's okay if you don't. I don't really struggle with that. Sometimes if I know like, oh, there's several people, you know, who have texted or called and there's a lot of email, especially over the weekend, I have yeah. a hard time not responding to emails. Because I'm just like, oh, it's right here, you know, yeah. on my phone. I'll just respond really fast. But then I feel like if you, if you do that once, they're going to keep expecting it I from know. you. And so just like putting Excuse that me. boundary in place, like, okay, I'm not going to respond to emails over the weekend. It can wait till Monday morning. I was just looking at some emails and I was thinking, oh, I could, you know, shoot off a response to that. But it can wait. And it should wait. It can wait. Everyone else gets a weekend. <laughs> How would you encourage the people like Abigail who has trouble <laughs> and like myself? I mean, I think it goes back, I mean, you will get burnt out eventually. And I think also when you are working with people, the president that you set is what they're going to keep expecting from you. So if you keep responding to their phone calls on, you know, after seven o'clock at night, if you keep responding to their texts, they'll keep reaching out. Yeah. They'll keep expecting that from you. And, you know, at some point you have to realize that like there is life outside of work and you are more than just what you do. So yeah. Oh, mm. you were more than that's what good. You oh, that's good. <laughs> I needed to hear that. Sarah, you are more than what you do. Thank you, girl. <laughs> I feel like it's so hard to like actually put into practice when whenever we introduce ourselves, we always say like, oh hi, and what do you do? Not yeah. and yeah. like, who are you? 
Right. And um, I, I just, sometimes I struggle with that. It's, yeah. it's hard sometimes not to find a part of your identity and what you do and not like yeah. who you are. And, mm-hmm. and then that, I know that's one of our pillars with chosen girl, like identity and finding that in Christ alone. But it's how, I mean, what do you put into place to remind yourself of that you are indeed like who you are and not what you do. Yeah. And I think it's hard, especially when what you do is so fulfilling and like you do find so much joy in it. It's like, well, yeah, I do want to find my identity in this, but at the end of the day, that's not who you are as a complete person. So. Cause one day, I mean, we're not always going to be doing what we're doing. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And so that could be a major identity mm-hmm. crisis. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've thought about that a lot. Yeah. I have to, because I'm like, you know, what if I'm just, just move? Yeah. Like, am I going to have the same kind of grounded identity <laughs> if that, you know, if that were to happen and I let go of the thing I've built, you know, so I don't have any plans to do that now, but like, you know, if that were to happen, I need to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. And I think here's like 2020 kind of make you hold it a little less tightly when you realize like how little control you actually do have right? <laughs> in a, in a healthy way of yeah. like, you know, this could all fall away and I would still be okay. And the world will keep spinning and, and God will keep providing for me. Yes. Girl, so, I, I'll go even pettier than that. <laughs> we've talked, <laughs> we've talked a it. lot this week about being petty. <laughs> <laughs> One of our favorite things to do, not the healthiest, but definitely the most fun. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, for me, like I always struggled with being confident in myself Mm -hmm. all through like junior high. And I'd say toward the end of high school, I became what I would call content with myself. But then like when poppies came about, it was so great. Like I'm just being completely raw to, to be to feel successful. Mm-hmm. Abs, yeah. Absolutely. And for people to be like, Oh my gosh, you built this mm-hmm. and I love your store and I love what you do. And oh, you've got the best job ever. What a dream. And those things are all true, but I find myself feeling more confidence through success mm-hmm. than just in who God made me to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Ooh. that is hard. That's really hard. Like that's really hard. So this year when everything, you know, <laughs> was crazy. Wondering. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) When everything was up in the air and, and, you know, I don't think that, that closing was in the cards for us. Thank, thank the Lord for that. Like that was just straight up the favor of God. But, um, it did cross my mind, like not even financially what would happen with me, but what it was more Mm -hmm. emotionally. Oh yeah. Like, oh my gosh, would people, would people know like, this is where where it got to with my particular ego. Like, will people know what I'm capable of? Will people know that I can succeed without poppies? Will people know that I, I don't know that I'm able, that I'm strong, that I'm smart. Like, will people know? And I'm like, I can show people that through my actions and not Mm -hmm. through a business mm-hmm. through the face yeah. of the business. So yeah, that's hard. Yeah. I very much relate to that. <laughs> and I don't think I'm quite there yet. Yeah. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I'm like, if God wants us to keep doing what we're doing, he's going to let us keep mm-hmm. doing what we're doing. Yeah. And if it's not God's will, then at the end of the day, we're not going to want it. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, that's and that's so really true. easy to say but it's really like if the rubber met the road, like yeah. that'd be hard to go through, Yeah, but God will get us through. Yeah. Yeah. For mm-hmm. sure. 
Okay. So what's some of the best advice that you've been given as boss babes? I think one thing that my mom has told me since high school, cause I did struggle a lot with kind of like what Sarah was just talking about of just wanting very, very much to succeed and not necessarily, and then always like battling the self doubt of what if all this falls apart or what mm-hmm. if, what if this doesn't, what if my best laid plans don't pan out. And, um, she has just always told me, you will not lack anything that will keep you from accomplishing God's will for your life. And that is just really freeing because it's so, it just takes so much pressure off of you. And also, you know, I'm, I'm type A and just like very much a planner. And so it's just like, oh my goodness, like it's so freeing to let it, just let it go and just know at the end of the day, I'm always going to have what God has for me. Like, I'm always just going to have that, whether that be building a business, teaching classes, or something completely and totally different. I'm going to have what I need. So that's some of the most beautiful advice I've ever heard in my life. My mom is awesome. Yeah, she really is. I have vivid childhood memories. I mean, my whole life, really, of her praying that over each of us. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it sticks with you, for sure. What a gift. Their mom is a gift. She's a queen. She (laughs) She really is. We love her. Yeah. She'll be on next week's podcast. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) She would have so much more wisdom to offer everyone than us two, but she would never want to be on a podcast. We'll just record her secretly. Yeah. Yeah, That's what will happen. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. That's such good advice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What advice would you give to someone contemplating starting a business or just in leadership? Oh, so when I saw that question, I was like, I, the very first thing I thought about was a lot of times people have an idea and they'll have kind of this vision of what they want to build and what it's going to look like. And then when they take that first step or the first few steps, yeah, it doesn't feel anything like that vision. And you're going to feel so, so klutzy and like you're stumbling along and you're dealing with the the thoughts in your mind, like who people are going to think, like, who does she think she is to try to start something? And also you're going to feel like a fake because you don't have necessarily a plan that's perfectly put together. And I would just say like, just because you feel clumsy or you feel like you are barely struggling or struggling along, it doesn't mean you're doing the wrong thing. And that's when a lot of people seem like they kind of tap out is when they yeah. feel like, oh, this is not growing in the way I thought it would. Or my job description is a lot less glamorous than I expected it to be. <laughs> Interesting. And just taking those steps <laughs> to, to actually make, make life changes that get you in the direction you want to go, even if that's going to take two to five years to actually see the product of. Because a lot of times that's what it takes. And it's hard. Because it takes a lot of work even before someone sows a seed. Absolutely. Like I think of like literal farming. Yeah. Like it takes a lot of work and then you got to wait for the seed to even like sprout. Yes. (laughs) And I think a lot of times Mm -hmm. like our American mindset is more of a microwave. Somebody said like we need to get back to a more agrarian mindset of you plant the seed, you take care of the earth. And then you see the product of it in its season. And we're like, we should, we 
think that we should pop something in and immediately get all of the the bountiful harvest that's probably not going to come for another six to eight months to eight years. Right. And that's okay. Because if we got that today, we wouldn't know how to handle it. So Mm -hmm. girl, preach to us. We were laughing when we were talking over that question about last fall when I came on full time. We were still at the old location and, and not, the first not to interrupt, but Lydia worked at the studio for a lot longer than than just last year. Yeah. So she's I was like, right. I'm a part yeah, of it I had been for a long time. time. Yeah. But you know, going full time was a, a big step. And we <laughs> the first week we ended in tears because it was at the time we were sharing a desk sharing a laptop, one laptop for both of us. And it was hard because it would be like, you know, I would have stuff to work on, but I couldn't do anything. Mm -hmm. She was having her office hours. And so it was just, I would just be sitting there with nothing to do. And we just laughed like, wow, if we could have one day of that back. And we were like, there's, there's not going to be enough work to support us both. Yeah. Like it was all, it felt like a lot of pressure. Just like, you know, this is not what we thought it was going to look like for us to both be here full time and there's not enough work to go around. And like, how are we supposed to support, support both of us off of this very small seeming thing? And here we are. <laughs> I'm happy to report I now have my own desk and laptop. <laughs> look at God. <laughs> so yeah, it's just funny, but like, you know, it just took some, some growth, but we, we made it. It's amazing when you, when you have somebody come alongside you, how your business actually grows because lo and behold, there's only so many hours in your day. Yeah. Right. And you know, sometimes to like, if you don't have, if you in your life in general or in business or whatever, if you don't look back and have some cringy moments, then what are you doing? You know, like you don't have anything to learn from. So, oh, it was cringy. (laughs) <laughs> it was it was many things. <laughs> Cringy was definitely the top. But you know, that's okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like the first day we were open in our first location, the door flooded. There was a huge storm. The whole week it flooded. Like yeah, it rained day. the whole day. Yeah. And so our front the front door of our studio wasn't sealed at the bottom. And so it kept flooding. And we would have to call our landlord and get all the paper towels. Yeah. And then the first week we were open in our new location in January, a pipe started dripping and then it started a stream and then it was um, a very strong pressure and we had a bucket and trying to get the plumber over there. Like, it's just a mess. So water follows us wherever we go, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) That's another issue. (laughs) That's probably some kind of biblical symbolism yes, or something. We'll figure it out. I haven't unpacked that yet. <laughs> yeah, all that to say. Yeah, it just, you know, you just have to start somewhere. But if you didn't have the vision for it, it's almost like in those times, what would be your motivation to keep going? Oh, like yeah, you wouldn't absolutely. have it. Yeah, because sometimes I look around and in the middle of all of the, you know, clean enough water and ordering paper towels and just doing the day in and day out stuff of just functioning and running a business. I look around and I'm like, Oh my goodness. Like this is what I dreamed about when I was 17. Yeah. And if you don't take time to appreciate that, 
like you're really wasting a gift. Yeah. That's so true. I mean, it's a lot of work, but then you're like, oh my goodness, it actually worked. (laughs) What? (laughs) We are still here, (laughs) y'all. Well, and it's like there, Liz and I talk about all the time, like once you're in a season, the culture that we live in is always looking to the next oh thing. Yeah. So like with relationships, like dating, when are you getting married? Oh, when are you having a baby? Mm-hmm. Oh, when are you having another baby or, or mm-hmm. education? Like, are you going to go back and get your master's or like, you're like, oh my gosh, like, let me just appreciate what just happened. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But I think that, that the enemy would love to have us in this constant, like culture and cycle of disapproval and discontentment. Yeah that you don't stop to be like, oh my gosh, this is what I wanted. Mm-hmm. And like, God brought us here. Mm-hmm. Like, That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I also feel like whenever you get to that moment that you look around and you realize that not only did God bring you to where, what you wanted, but he brought you much further oh my or much God. more. Yeah. Like it's, it's so crazy. Cause you know, sometimes I think back, you know, 10 years ago when I was 16 where did I think I was going to be mm-hmm. and it looked a little different but I'm so like God has blessed me to be on me- beyond measure now and I would have never imagined even that long ago that I would be in the position that I am of leadership and it's it kind of looks like an anomaly if you even look at it on paper so even considering things like that you know there's always naysayers along the way that'll say like oh you're only here because or are you sure this is a good idea so how do you guys handle that? And you too, Sarah, how do you handle the naysayers and the haters? I want to get your feedback too, girl, because you're a boss yourself, lady. It's <laughs> <laughs> all going to talk <laughs> at the same time. Yes. <laughs> Simultaneously. Yes. Okay, y'all go first. I mean, a lot of times it comes from myself first. Like I'm the first person to think I'm not going to be able to handle something and and then there's just, there have been a lot of people that I know are like, gosh, she has really big expectations for herself or her dreams are really big or classical ballet is never going to thrive in a small town. And my thing is a lot of times there's, uh, if you're familiar with Brené Brown, oh yeah, she has a Ted talk and it's called daring greatly. And she talks about how the people, the only, the only people that really matter their opinion are the people that are actually in the arena and not the people on the sidelines watching the person trying to do something hard or great or different. They don't know what it feels like. And, and the person that's like actually doing the thing, it, it requires a lot of bravery and that might look like completely different for different people. It could be right. like going back to school or it could be like starting a new job that's in a different field or it could be building something and just, just knowing like, and it gives me a lot more empathy for people yeah. having done something that was different. It gives me a lot more empathy knowing like stepping out requires you to really not worry about what people think about you and just kind of like owning your choices because there comes a point where you can't worry about what people think about you. <laughs> and, and also just like, you know what, their, their opinion matters, but their opinion at the end of the day, it's not my inner circle. It's not the people who I respect the most. And if it's not someone who knows my heart, then I probably shouldn't pay attention to them. So true. Easier That's said good. than done, but for sure. What about you, Lydia? Um, I definitely don't have as hard of a time as having a like thinking about 
like what are people thinking about us? Like what are people saying? Uh-huh. It's a little easier for me just to block that out. You probably understand that. Hunter, from Hunter. Just like that. Hunter will be like, "Why do you care? Stop yeah, talking about but, it." Yeah, and I'm like, "But me. I care so much." Yeah. And like, <laughs> yeah. I, I care a lot about like the people that I love and respect. Like, for obviously, sure. I greatly want their approval and their blessing. But I would say the people that don't matter they don't matter. Like you cannot. What a gift. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I'm always like reminding her, like, you know, if they, do you respect them? Do you respect what they're doing? Like what type, like what's their voice in your life? Does it matter? No. So like, and a lot of times, like, you know, yeah. and also like, if you feel at peace and you feel fulfilled and you know what you're, you're doing the right thing, that's all that matters. And if you have the blessing of the people that you do respect and love, then you're good. Like, yeah, I think it's as simple as that. And obviously it isn't as simple as that when you're feeling that and like feeling the doubts. And the but you have to just prioritize yes. those feelings. It's yeah. just like speaking the truth and like realizing that the things that the haters say over you aren't relevant in your life and they shouldn't like, that's not what God says of you, and it's not what the people that God puts in your life for a reason yes. are saying about you, so it doesn't count, and it shouldn't have any importance in your life. Well, if you, like, give in to what they say, then you're giving them the control. Exactly. Mm-hmm. When the mm-hmm. control can yeah. really be your own. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember distinctly one time years ago, someone, I overheard someone talking in the store about me. <laughs> they were speaking negatively about me, and they made this really outlandish um assumption about um my life financially oh and it really drove me crazy I didn't even know this person but I let it eat at me I mean to the point where I still remember it today (laughs) and for me in that moment I just wanted to like have justice Mm -hmm. and like go to them and be like no you don't know how I got started like you don't know exactly and you don't even know me now like Mm -hmm. I I just wanted to justify Mm -hmm. myself or and even what they said wasn't even worth justifying. It was yeah. completely outlandish. Yeah. And um, all I wanted was justice in that point. And like you said, you just have to cling to truth. Yeah. Like you just have to remember what's true. And I can either let that bother me or like, I know friends come to me all the time and they're like, I'm thinking about starting a blog and I'm just worried about um, what, what my family will think or what my friend group will think. And I'm like, who are you doing it for? Right. Like, are you doing it for you? Or are you yeah. doing it for God? Or are you doing it for them? Like mm-hmm. your audience will be your audience and your people will be your people. Like you said, who's in your arena yeah. and anybody else, like there's always going to be a critic. So are you yeah. going to let that fact keep you from doing what you feel like you should do mm-hmm. or do it, doing it in spite of, or mm-hmm. despite of like you're just like okay there's gonna be critics anyway yeah so why would I not just go ahead and do this no matter what you do people are gonna have opinions and it's so much better to just do your thing and do it the way you want to do it and do it well than spend time worrying about the people who literally just talk about others yeah well they're probably not even going to remember having the conversation so like yeah who cares just do your thing what about you Liz I don't know. <laughs> like, honestly, like my, my biggest credit, like, like what you said, Lydia, it's really myself. I mean, I've only been in this particular role for a few months, but I mean, historically speaking, cause I'm more, I didn't start this, the organization like I'm working for. It's been around for over a hundred years and there's an office in every County. And so 
it's hard whenever you're coming into a space um, that you know how it's been run in the past and I've worked in other places. And so it's just like, well, what leadership style do you run with? And then I have doubts because of my age and I'm like, can I do this? Are they going, cause I moved from one of, from one of us to one of them. And so it's just a question of, are they going to be accepting of these new ideas and practices or are they going to think that I'm just trying to be controlling or assert my power or, you know, that, that gets the best of me sometimes. But then I have to stop and realize that, you know, I'm in this position for, with a reason and that, you know, there is, there's no mistake was made and that as long as I'm putting forth my best effort like that, it's enough. And to just keep on keeping on, like, it's our, I'm like, I'm not perfect. I have to remind myself, I'm like, you're not perfect. You just got here. Like, it's okay if you don't have all the answers. Mm-hmm. And so um, in those moments, I just have to remind myself of the, the truth that like God puts you here. He doesn't always call the qualified. He qualifies the called. And so I was called. So he going to qualify me some way. And I just got to be <laughs> right for it. So when the Lord says jump, I just got better ask how high. And yeah. that's right. That's so true. Yes, girl. So with that in mind, how do you guys, I know that faith is obviously an important part of your personal lives, but y'all have so beautifully intertwined it into your business as well. Like it's <laughs> like, I have to. So we don't always succeed, but we really try. <laughs> <laughs> so what keeps you grounded? Like, and what keeps that as your foundation and on the days when things get hard? Mm-hmm. what keeps you grounded? Um, I would say a really important thing for me, I mean, it's for both of us. It's just starting every day, like in prayer and like reading scripture, reading, we always, like I'm reading a devotional right now um, that, you know, short, but like it fills me up for the day and like gives yeah. me some insight and just centers my mind because I've realized that on the days I don't do that, if I don't fill myself up, I can't pour into other people and I'm going to be, you know, I'll get on my phone and I'm going to be poured into somehow, but like, it really matters like who, what voices you're listening to first thing in the morning. So Mm -hmm. like not being on my phone for a little bit and just like really being intentional with that time I find is very centering. And also just like, I always pray that you know, that I would be, that we would be able to be the answer to somebody's prayer that day. And just, you know, you never know, working with kids, you never know the home situations they're coming from. Or like, you know, are they a part of a church? Do they have any life of faith? Um, And just realizing that, you know, not everyone that comes in is going to be a believer, but like you can be the voice of Jesus in somebody's life. And you could be the only voice of Jesus that you're going to have in some of the kids. And just realizing that like, no matter what they have going on at home, they can come to ballet, have like that one hour a week where they will feel loved, they will feel safe, and they will feel seen. And so I just think that that, um, just being reminded that, that, you know, every day it could feel like just a daily grind where, you know, you're not really doing anything important, but just realizing like you are, like we're a part of so many different kids' lives and like, yeah. and parents too. Like sometimes I have conversations with moms and they just start telling me stuff that like, I don't ask them and they just start pouring out their hearts to me. And I'm like, you know, like, obviously I'm so happy that you can trust me with that. And that you feel like it's a safe place to say that. Um, But it's just amazing that like people just open up and how kids will just feel safe and loved there. And, you know, we don't, 
we're not doing anything particularly special sometimes, but like it, they just, I don't know, I guess, yeah, it's just a favor of God because like, it's nothing that we have done <laughs> at all. Cause sometimes I'm like, like the, the image that people have of us is not accurate. Like <laughs> whatever. Some of the, like, not, I'm not like throwing us under the bus, but like, <laughs> Seriously, like our sense of humor is sometimes we're just like laughing at some of the things that oh, I know y'all. Oh yeah, you know us. You know that we're not these perfect angels that sometimes people make us out to be. I'm just like, no, that's it's not, not us. But like anything good that comes out of Valhadora is the Lord. A hundred percent God. <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, like I guess he is answering our prayers because Yeah. And we oh, pray God. like we all always pray that he would make us the hands and feet of Jesus and that something that we do every day will have eternal significance. And I heard Amy Grant one time say that she prays that every day and you don't have to worry about what that looks like. You may never know. And just always one thing that like I try to tell the kids a lot is you are fully seen, you're completely known and you are deeply loved. And ballet is the avenue that we use and it's the, the discipline that we teach our kids and it's the activity that they're doing. But at the end of the day, like Maya Angelou, like she always talked about, like people remember how you made them feel. And so just like, and I do it very imperfectly. <laughs> I mean, you should see us sometimes with those little three and four. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean. You gotta the have best. the Lord. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> people are people and they're yeah. the most rewarding thing and they're the most frustrating thing. <laughs> But just knowing, like, at the end of the day, like, if we are giving, if we are giving our hearts out and we're praying for the Holy Spirit's presence, there are people that come to our performances because their neighbor or their niece or their friend is dancing and they would never darken the door of a church. And they come to our shows and our prayer is just always that the Holy Spirit will be there and will use art to touch people's hearts in a way that, that maybe a sermon or um, something a little bit more traditional, there might be a lot of walls up around it. And so they're able to connect with, to connect with the Lord and just know that at the end of the day, like they are created with a purpose, like God has a calling on their lives that only they can fill and that they matter. And a lot of kids, like who you, who you tell a child they are is often going to be the way they see themselves when they grow up. And so just knowing, like, just really encouraging them, like God made you with a body that is unique. It is beautiful. It's capable of doing really amazing things. You have a mind that's sharp and creative and, Mm -hmm. you know, just pouring into the kids of like, this is who God made you are, made you to be. The world is going to tell you all sorts of things. Your mind is going to tell you all sorts of things. But at the end of the day, like you are loved and like, they might not remember how to plie or pirouette, but we hope they remember that. (laughs) (laughs) That was so well said. And y'all, I think that, I think that y'all can accomplish what you do spiritually with people because y'all are such pure, authentic people. (laughs) Because (laughs) even, even in our sense of humor, it is just so just raw and pure and just <laughs> it's something life giving. <laughs> yeah. It is yeah. though. Cause Abigail and Lydia and I always joke about and, and Liz, you're the same way with them too. Like I know that that you met them for the first time at the strawberry patch, right? Yeah. It's like you just feel like you can just tell them your life story, like every <laughs> nook and cranny. 
like mm-hmm. even the the horrible sweet. parts and i'm like it's because it's been just there safe too. yeah 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 it's just safe and y'all make people feel safe and y'all oh, make people so feel one of the highest compliments yeah. that is really i mean really it. kind so i mean it which i know obviously you know friends living rooms are a safe place but i yes. feel like y'all have created that within your within your business too so I know that God is proud of you guys for that. Thank you so much. Thank you. I have one last question because these two ladies always have the best book and podcast recommendations to date. (laughs) So what are you listening to right now? What are you reading right now that you want to share with our people? Oh, right now I'm reading A Severe Mercy. Oh, Yeah, it's Sheldon Vanekin, I think is his last name. I can't. A little iffy on the pronunciation, there, okay. But it's really excellent. Um, I just finished a book about C.S. Lewis, and he was actually a friend of C.S. Lewis, and so it was a good little segue. But it's about how he and his wife met, and like their love story, and they also became believers together. Wow! And so it's just a really beautiful story, and it also has like a lot of um, letters from from C.S. Lewis between the two of them. So excellent book, highly recommend. As far as podcasts go. What have I been listening to? I'm trying to think. <laughs> We've I've both been, been yeah. listening to boundaries.me. Yeah. We, oh, they got me hooked. Line, yeah. Oh, man. If you just need somebody to just pour, like, sheer wisdom yes. into your life, you've got to check it out. It's by Dr. Henry Cloud, and he is the co-author of the book Boundaries, which also is such a life changer. Yes, we have that linked in our recommended books. Yes, so absolutely. wonderful. And he will just talk about a different life principle or a different struggle with different types of relationships. And then he takes calls and people just can call in with their questions and their their concerns. And he is so humble and funny, very witty. And he was just like, no, you cannot expect that. This is not okay. He's like, so break up with him. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, break up with him. And I've also never seen anyone else like bring scripture to life. Like he does like everyday conversation. Yeah. Yeah. He'll just like, you know, somebody he'll be having a conversation with someone and he will just have this scripture reference for them that just fits perfectly in with their story. And it just, I'm just like, wow, I've, you know, I've been reading the Bible my entire life and I've never thought twice about that verse, but he just like brings it into relevance and just like, wow. He could write a whole book on one proverb. He really could. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He's excellent. We love you, Dr. Cloud. Yeah. If you ever (laughs) find us. Uh, That's what I'm reading right now is, um, I, I just, he has written a ton of books, but the one I'm reading right now is called, Uh, nine things you simply must do to succeed in love and life. And he just takes nine principles that he has seen over the course of his, you know, I don't know how many years he's been a practicing psychologist, but a really long time. And he said, there's nine things that he's seen people who are successful in their lives, not just career, but like in their lives, their relationships, their communities, they are successful. They have nine things that continually show up and love it. It's just been, I love some just good practical um, books that just like help you become a better person. Yes. I love it. Two other suggestions y'all made to me probably last year was yeah. How I Built This oh, podcast. Oh, yes. yes. love that podcast. And Building a Story Brand with Donald yeah. Miller. So mm-hmm. thank you for that. Love yes. those. Time. And of course, the Chosen Girl podcast. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> All day. <laughs> oh, Liz? 
Yeah. I think we're done. <laughs> that was so good. I'm just like, awesome. I'm just soaking it all in. Like, yo, I'm so sad that I'm not there personally. Oh, well, we have to get dinner <laughs> soon. Yes. We will make yes. it Yes. We're going to go no for an answer. We're going to Saki. Yes. Oh, 100% we are. Yes. <laughs> Liz is weeping. <laughs> There's nothing better than sake and good conversation. Yes. Amen. Amen. I'm just I'm so thankful for you all coming on here and and just sharing your wisdom and um your authenticity as well just as as young entrepreneurs because this is real and we shouldn't feel guilty or bogged down for wanting to chase our dreams and especially not our god-given dreams. And you're doing it and I'm just so thankful that you guys are so willing to share. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, it is you. such an honor. Yeah. We're beyond to have y'all. I feel like, you know, when, I don't know if y'all's parents ever came to visit you at school and brought you like lunch. <laughs> I, I feel like that, the oh same sensation right now. I'm like, my friends. Wow. <laughs> I am flattered. Well, I mean, we just respect y'all so much because yeah. you're building something it's just so needed yeah. and so awesome. I mean, Thank you. I remember the first time we met you and we were like, we want to be friends with her. Yeah. Like, I distinctly yeah. remember thinking, I really, I just want to be friends like, with Sarah Collins. Like, she's so cool. Like, she's, she's just, so she's sweet. She's so sweet. Like, it's just awesome. <laughs> yeah. And here and that's how I feel about you, too. Like, yeah. I just want to be friends with all of the people. Yeah, you just immediately just exude warmth yeah. warmth and love i'm blushing <laughs> this is what friendship is you just need somebody to get together and hop you up like get find you a hop lady yes. like that's the what you need yes. absolutely look if that could be my full-on profession child count me in like i want to hype people up all day every day no matter love where it. you are you already do that honey you do, you do that with me <laughs> okay guys well we'll see you back here next week we're going to continue our talk that we had a few months ago on um racism and the climate in america right now so didn't mean to just kind of bring down the mood omg it's gonna be a great convo so yeah it is <laughs> please yeah get excited <laughs> please join us next week it is so uh, so needed and we're praying for you we're praying for our country and we're praying for Dora. Oh, we love you, you guys so we love you yes, i'm expecting a tap dance lesson oh, absolutely. <laughs> yes. okay guys we'll see you back here next tuesday bye guys that's it for today fam thank you so much for listening and make sure to rate and subscribe and don't forget to visit us on Instagram at Chosen Girls Movement or on our website to see our merch and free resources. And meet us back here next Tuesday.